Welcome to the Esports Network Podcast, talking, of course, about anything and everything related to esports, whether it's the players, the businesses, the, the, the coaches, the executives, all the kind of ins and outs of the industry we kind of go through and talk about the latest and greatest things happening. Uh, let's... Let's let's talk, let's talk to our next guest now because he's already been on the show before and you kind of already know about him. So let's introduce him without any further ado. Danny Martin, CEO, co-founder of Esposure. If, if you don't know what Esposure is, go listen to our last episode. We talked all what an hour and a half about it. It was a long <laughs> yes. episode. So Danny, thank you for coming back on. To explain a little bit what's happening with Esposure, and of course, you guys have some exciting developments we'll talk about today. So thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It's always great to be able to have the opportunity to impact the community, and you're doing an excellent job of it. I try to. I try to, but you're doing probably a better job of it than I am at this point. So, uh, in case you don't know, esports, uh, an education yeah, platform related to esports, really. It's, it's a simple kind of learn and earn model. You got some opportunities within the industry that can, that can be uh, uh, you know uh, forged through it, and you got some, not just as a player, but also from the, the, the behind the scenes, kind of the production, uh, all kinds of opportunities there to learn about the esports industry at large and not just what you see on the main stage but you know community driven esports education startup uh let's talk about the 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 big thing right you guys opened up your facility last month a brand new uh, facility in the heart of of duncanville right off the highway right right in 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 a uh what i would call a a much needed place for the community so how how that uh, talk me through that opening that initial opening that reaction what was that like yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, it was 163 days of build out. Um, it was pretty critical because uh, a lot of our staff were remote, um, especially when you have a, a remote production team as well. Things can be you know, pretty difficult with that whole transition. And so, you know, we experienced doing productions out of facility. So we immediately want to get back to it. But I had to make some critical decisions in regards to building out a facility that fit us and um, fit our team and our growing team, our events coordination team, our education team, our dev team, our marketing team, our content team, and our production team, and still needed a space uh, for the community to come out and learn about esports education from parents to superintendents to mayors to teachers to to so many other individuals out there. So we built this space uh, for the community. It was great to see a grand opening where the community came out and support. Uh, Shout out to uh, Mayor Barry Gordon uh, for coming out and really, you know, blessing a grand opening. You know, you typically don't see mayors come out for you know uh grand openings uh but it it really showcased the value uh that exposure is bringing to the duncanville texas uh, community and so um even besides just the duncanville texas community it was really awesome to see um other uh communities come out and support from Dallas to Duncanville to Cedar Hill and even individuals who travel uh, from different states just to come out to experience an esports uh, esports facility in the way we've built it. So we're extremely um, happy of the uh, of the type of support we've pre- we've received uh, because we also experienced not having as much support years back in. So you can easily see the difference. <laughs> so it gives us a little bit of like a a bump uh, to be able to keep going and recognize that we're on the right path. For sure, for sure. Obviously, you know, uh, the mayor's like a show to my rinky dink donut shop opening. You know, that's not, that's not, that doesn't happen every day. It kind of, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a good thing to have uh, that much support coming out, not just from, you know, uh, in the industry, but also outside the industry, in your community and, and kind of where you're yeah. building this. And so, I mean, 
last time we talked, uh, you were kind of still uh, moving into that post-pandemic phase. You're talking about the buildup of this facility. I mean, yeah. I, I remember we talked a lot about the transition you had from Geek Leaks to Exposure. Yes. I mean, is, is it safe to say that Geek Leaks kind of walked so Exposure could run? Is that kind of like what the, the motto is? I would definitely say it. Like, you know, starting inside of a, you know, a, essentially a loft and creating the same type of vibe that we have here is not too much change. You mm-hmm. in a loft of my apartment, you literally have some stations and individuals are coming in to compete. You have spectators and our team is working inside of there. You know, I can vividly remember Aaron Tain, who's our lead graphic designer now in that, you know, little you know loft in the closet that we made for him. <laughs> and he would just literally had his computer, you know, creating graphics for the event. And it's no different than what it is now. So I would say, you know, Geekly's had to, you know, crawl walk <laughs> try they had to do everything <laughs> before transitioning into exposure where we can actively run so we're extremely appreciative of those times because you know a lot of people don't you know they don't when they see exposure now they're like oh this is you know a cool new tech startup you know education is something that's uh buzzword down esports uh but they they do not recognize the the, the early journey <laughs> on helping a competitive gamer, you know, turn pro. And a lot of our staff experienced that. So now they are in the driver's seats of teaching other individuals in the community about why is uh, the careers behind the scenes of esports outside of just competitive gaming just as vital to mm-hmm. this industry and also fun as well, you know. No, for sure, for sure. And so, I mean, a lot of people don't, don't see the, the the hard work that goes on behind the scenes. They, just kind of, they, they see the end product. They see the facility. Yeah. They see you dressed up to the nines with the yeah. exposure jacket and everything. They're like, yeah, this, this, this is successful right here. It's like, it took, uh, you know, a, a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of days, a lot of time to get this going. So, like I mentioned, we're, we're moving into that post-pandemic world now. We're getting a lot more people back into you know, these spaces. I mean, what has exposure done to kind of capitalize on those growing numbers as we're kind of seeing the pandemic move? Move, move further and further away in our in our vacuum here. Yeah, I think one of the biggest focal points for us right now is that, you know, the educational entities, colleges, high schools, middle schools, uh, these entities are looking for support in the educational realm. As a high school, you are, you know, encouraged to think about the competition side because it really keeps the attention of the students who love playing games. But the educational uh, directors, they're looking at is like, how can I incorporate uh, esports education into our our curriculum to really impact the students with the same lens of how how we look at it as really teaching individuals about the careers inside of the space. And so ultimately for us being able to help them uh, by providing programs um, and also a Facilities for them to come and look and view and touch and feel so therefore they can see that it's possible to incorporate it to their existing curriculums. Uh, that is where we see in the largest numbers from a growth perspective. Uh, universities, colleges, high schools all across the world right now are trying to identify the best way uh, to turn esports into um, uh, to apply to CTE, career mm-hmm. and technical education. And so for us, uh, we're just the easiest bridge for them uh, because it's about them building out their own sustainable models within the actual school, but it's about how. They're looking at how do we do it, and the best way to experience that is by coming to an exposure facility and seeing 
individuals within the space working while at the same time seeing individuals competing and working around the esports events exactly how it should be uh, incorporated within actual schools. The schools should have their own competitors. They should be producing their own events. They should be doing their own graphics. Uh, they should incorporate their own curriculum. Uh, they should do this their own. Um, and we really want to be able to provide that opportunity for them to learn um, on how exactly to do that. And we'll, we'll get into a little bit more on, on how exactly you guys will, will implement that. But I mean, I really want to talk about this this facility because this is uh, state of the art. You guys have uh, you know a little mini arena right there in in the front space almost. You guys have yep. uh, spaces for your obviously your 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 executives, spaces for your 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 departments, your teams that are all yep. constantly working on 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 what to what to help what what's next to help build the the brand out, if you will. And yep. obviously, this is state of the art facility from what I've seen. You guys have what forty fifty. 60 computers yeah. in, in this space. I mean, <laughs> I want to hear you talk about it because you talk about it way yeah. better than I'm explaining it right now. And from what I saw, it was impressive nonetheless. I love it. You know, when we when we seen this building, it was flat building. It was gutted all out. And they were going to uh, take the building and, and compartmentalize it with different business units. And so as soon as we seen it on MLS, um, we were just simply like, wow, let's go get this actual space. Let's just turn the whole 8000 square foot space into an esports arena um, and let's build it out by way of what we want to see it and how it can be uh, applicable to our needs. And so we went in, looked at the empty shell and then created the four plan right on spot it only took me probably like it took me literally like one day to build out the four plan i literally took a paper and i mapped it out yeah i mapped it out i was like we need this room we need this room we need this room uh we need a bathroom we need arena like um and you know we we gave it to the general contractor and he provided it to the engineers and uh they came back with an awesome floor plan we adjusted the 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 um the sizes of the rooms a little bit but it was like wow this is actually able to come to fruition and then once you know we finalized the floor plan it was on to the races of building and having to experience like during this time where you know, shortages of labor to that of, you know, uh, uh, heightened uh, cost of materials, kind of lumber. I mean, it even got to the point to where we were leveraging uh, wood, you know, to create the actual uh, the the post within the building to the point that it came even much more uh, inexpensive to go with metal. <laughs> so, oh, man. And then, so building, we see got we have parts that's wood framing and parts that's metal framing. <laughs> we were just like, what is going on here? You know, and, you know, it was just part of the actual times and, you know, really having to you know, hone in and work with the actual build out of the space because of we were pressed with time and resources, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we were lucky enough to experience like right when COVID hit an opportunity where schools and organizations wanted to do virtual programming and we had the capabilities to do that. So it really helped us drive in revenue for our company. And, you know, little by little, we were just like, okay, well, let's go build our own space. And, you know, but we didn't have, you know, millions of dollars to just right. like, just have to build out of space we were still operating on the whim and i had to literally be inside of this space throughout this whole 163 days 
just to make sure that everything was properly done because any mistake would cost us, right? Mm -hmm. It would cost us money and cost us time. So at this instance, it's about being a part of the whole experience from understanding the HVAC elements to understanding electricity uh, to understanding how the cabling would go. And mm -hmm. I learned that putting cable into the walls before you put the walls up actually saves you a lot of yep. money, you know? So, you know, understanding all components to this actual facility was awe-inspiring. And it let us know quickly that if we wanted to open up another facility, we know exactly how to do it um, by understanding every crevice of the build-out. So it was definitely inspiring. And I have to shout out Christopher Turner uh, because he was like, Danny, you know, you're in this building, building out there. This is this is unbelievable. A lot of people don't get a chance to do this and you're not even showcasing it. You're just in there. I'm talking to you and nobody knows that you're doing this. And I'm just like, you're right. I'm not that type of person. Uh, but he was just like, it's not about that. It's really being able to inspire individuals that it is possible. Yes. And so as soon as he told me, I started, I was like, how do I do it? I started saying, okay, well, I want to actually document this in a series. So I would just put like process, you know, number one and process number two and, you know, day in the life of building exposure. And we got out all the way up until like I would say like I think it was like 40 or something like that mm -hmm. something 40 to 60 mm -hmm. and it was just literally just being able to showcase every single thing that was transpiring in the building all the headaches and you know dealing with the different contractors oh my god that is not the <laughs> easiest task you know because it's almost like a contractor says all right I want to come in there and this time and the other contractors like I want to come in there during this same time but we also don't want to work around each other exactly. you know it's like it's like one of those hardest elements to be able to figure out and so you know I I, I really learned that contractors in this space recognize how valuable they are. When they know it's not a shortage, mm -hmm. they're like, man, catch me on the flip side. <laughs> you know, I got, I got other jobs I could be doing. You know, you want me to be in here until we end? Like, and I'm mm -mm. like, we got to move. We got to move. They're like, all right, <laughs> we hear you, but we got our other stuff that man. we do. You know, like, so it was interesting to be able to see this all come together. But actively being inside of the actual space, you know, we really looked at it as like, okay, how can we give the best experience to the community? And we knew that it was going to take, uh, educators their experience before they even want to bring their children their students inside the space so we were just like okay how can we create a field trip experience by actually mapping it out to when students walk through that door, they have a full tour of the facility before they get to the exciting, the recess part of the facility, the the arena side mm -hmm. of the facility. So we literally built it to where when students walk in, they can walk alongside of a hallway that showcases our executives working. They can hear from our executives when they're speaking to them about what they do on a daily basis behind the scenes of esports, and they can meet our events coordination team to our business development team to our dev team and then they can get experience of walking into the content rooms where we do our videography and photography and graphic design and to all the way getting experience our production rooms where we do large production events where our technical designers and producers are working to make sure that they are providing an experience for the end user and then they all get the chance to be able to walk into the main arena uh, to experience what it's like to compete on a and on a professional stage is with computers uh, that have graphics uh, cards of 3090s GTXs to that of Ryzen 9s processors, like the best equipment that you can ultimately play on when you're aspiring to be a competitive gamer or if you're a competitive gamer and then being able to see the lights and the actual 
the 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 show that comes around esports mm-hmm. uh, when it comes down to an spectator experience. Every student that walks inside of here gets that full on field trip experience. So therefore, they can say, "Wow, this industry is something," and I am happy to be a part of it. Um, and it gives that attention to where there is careers behind it. So therefore, that teacher that invited those students here, they can go back and say, "Wow, okay, let's figure out how can, we can work with exposure to incorporate this into our facility." into our school, into our curriculum. And that's one of the biggest focal points for us. And so we created the Discover Live and that's mm-hmm. essentially our field trip. So at any point, if you wanted to go to eSposure.gg slash discovered, you can see exactly what we offer when it comes down to our eSports educational field trips. And which in this point is one of the greatest opportunities for individuals to be able to see everything that goes on inside of the eSports and eSposure studios and educational center. For sure, for sure. It's it's uh, when I took the tour, I was I was blown away. I was like, Danny must have like like worked like like thirty different partners and then all these sponsors. <laughs> he's going, he's getting everybody on the dock. He's getting everybody to to give him all this stuff. It's insane. And you mentioned yeah. he had what 10 30 90s on the main stage yes so i'm just like I, I i barely even seen one in my entire life this man's <laughs> putting up 10 on a stage and so i i know you mentioned this during our tour but i know this was more of like a kind of a showcase for what exposure can do not just in a facility but also you know for a school a school district for yes. for them really to kind of bring uh that kind of exposure experience to the kids directly to them yes. they don't have to travel out to duncanville or something like that you guys bring it to them yes. and so i i how how well has that showcase gone for you guys so far? I know you've had you mentioned a lot of people coming in, like the mayor, uh, superintendents, other you know uh, heads of departments from other districts coming by. How yeah. how has the reaction been from those people who've kind of seen the facility up, up front and personal? Wow, it's it's literally been so amazing for a superintendent or a CTE director to walk in and say, hey, I've been passing this building so much as I go to work and I've seen it. I didn't know quite what it was. And I researched and I was just like, I cannot wait till the building is complete to actually come and see what its esports education is all about. And so immediately just being off the highway, you know, these CTE directors, these superintendents have to pass this going from work to home every day. So uh, it helped it when it came down to saying this is exactly what we do and this is our grand opening and so we're getting a huge uh, uh, support uh, from the DeSotos of the world, the uh, Lancasters, the Cedar Hill ISDs to the Dallas ISDs um, and they're actively wanting to incorporate and have incorporated our programs into their uh, existing curriculum like we have one program that we call the E2E Immersion Experience Mm -hmm. and what that program is, it's a four week program which is cool because this industry needs programs like this. It allows the students to simulate their own esports organization. So Mm -hmm. on that first week, the students log into our technology platform, which is a learning management system. Um, They learn management, marketing, technology, competition, and production in esports. And then they take assessments to measure their mental acuity and their likeness to want to be engaged with any of those facets of the esports industry. And then on the second week, uh, the students uh, pair up to groups of five, like Dallas ISD provided us 25 students last month. And these students uh, in each group, uh, uh, mimic the roles of a general manager, a head coach, a production technician, a marketing specialist, and a uh, software developer. 
And we provided them uh, salary caps in which they actually fantasy drafted individuals within our real esports leagues and tournaments. So basically what we did is we pushed out a tournament into the NBA 2K community and said, hey, if you qualify for if you're the top four teams that qualify, we'll fly you out to our esposure uh, facility and you will compete for fifteen thousand dollars. And so at this point, you have the best of the best uh, NBA 2K league players, uh, NBA 2K uh, players competing to win that prosper to actually get flown out and then to compete for $15,000. And so it was really cool because we were able to take those 20 competitors, which is five individuals per team and actively analyze data to give them actual marks and to positions to say you're a top one athlete, you're tier one athlete, tier two, tier three, tier four athlete. And we gave that data to the actual head coach and the general manager of each of the teams, the student teams, and they were actually able to draft players within their actual esports simulated organization. And so when you think about it, this is just like running the LA Lakers or mm-hmm. the Chicago Bulls uh, for these students. So it really puts them in a position to where on that third week, they actively have assignments that they have to complete, like the marketing specialist has to create a marketing strategy, has to post uh, logos and team bios into our technology platform. Uh, The production technician has to take clips of uh, that, of the performances of the players that their team has drafted. The software developer has to take all of that content and actually leverage our branding page, which is internal to our platform, which is a creation of a micro website for each team. And they they actually input all of that data for each of their actual, um, their, their roles within our team and before you know it um, they're able to actively do this while watching um, the actual competition so the students are being then bust into the facility they're able to see those competitors compete on the live stage so they're like wow we just drafted you on week two and now we get to see you in week three in person competing and we get to shout with you we get to you know a, uh, have fun with you we get to celebrate with you and ultimately they're looking at how their team is just as successful with the decisions that they made when simulating their own esports organizations to lead up to the fourth week where they're able to make presentations by by way of the actual website that they created for their esports student simulated teams. And at this point right now, that gives the perfect opportunity to start a portfolio. So mm-hmm. therefore they can ultimately show that to their admins, their teachers, their parents, but most importantly, their next employers, whether that's uh, getting a scholarship to a college that offers an esports program to that of any armed forces like the army, the Marines, the USO that have active esports programs that they're utilized for recruiting or even going straight into the workforce when it comes comes down to endemic or non-endemic esports organizations that are looking for the next pipeline of talent. Talent is really hard to come across in this esports industry because it's relatively still in this infancy stage. And so ultimately, esports organizations are kind of timid on bringing in new individuals that do not have an extensive background in the mm. esports space because still esports organizations are still pretty strapped. They're still in scrappy phase and they need to make the most the best decisions in regards to hiring talent. And so it's really hard for someone to get into the space. And so for us, we knew by being in the space and starting in the space, showcasing your value is very critical. And typically a lot of us had to go into events and tournaments and Mm -hmm. really offer our services for free, right? Just to even get into the actual conversation about being hired uh, from a compensation perspective. So for us, we want our programs for the students to 
interact in regards to helping them build, helping them get a, a head start on building their portfolios. So when they do go to these esports organizations and other organizations, they can say, hey, you know, I'm not just saying I'm passionate about the space or I've learned about the space. No, here's what I've actively done. I've actively, you know, simulated, you know, running my own esports organization. And here's how I communicated with my team. Here's how we collaborated. And it just so happened we've been able to do it with one of the, you know, most pristine esports organizations, esports. Mm -hmm. And that gives validity. So therefore, that organization can say, okay, I trust, you know, I trust that you have done what you're saying you're doing. And that helps individuals uh, secure jobs and roles inside of this space. And so for us, our immersion program is like the best way uh, for us to actively give the actual students is opportunities. Uh, but one of the cool elements that we are actively building out is turning it into a competition in itself. Mm -hmm. We want these student organizations to be able to compete, you know, from a global perspective on who actively did the best job and finding their talent, you know, assigning their roles and ultimately simulating their own esports organizations in the form of like what you see naturally in schools like DECA. You know, mm -hmm. we really want to really be able to provide the esports DECA uh, for schools across the globe. For sure. And so through this immersion program, you guys are creating a pipeline for, for talent for the most part. And it's not just, uh, not just a pipeline. It's also widening the, the space for more people to get involved in that way. Yes. Like these, these scrappy organizations aren't just also being, you know, strapped for cash. You're also finding the best talent possible and then hiring based on talent, not just on, on, uh, the, the, the contents of your resume, if you will, the, the, the validity yes. of that. So it's also, that's, that's a great thing to hear as well. And so I'm sure with these kids kind of being into, in that, in that immersion program it, it's kind of interesting because you mentioned these two k these 2k players are, are kind of playing on a stage i'm sure there's also professional 2k scouts right there yes. alongside the, the students kind of looking at these players play and that's an interesting kind of little little juxtaposition you have of like the students still learning up against these actual bona fide professionals working yes. in the space there to work and, and it's kind of interesting that you you have uh, this this kind of interesting setup for these kids to have that interaction with not just the professionals on the stage but yes. also the ones behind the scenes yes it was pretty cool because you got to really think about it if you run a tournament and you say the top four qualifiers and they're going to come for fifteen thousand dollars the qualifiers are typically going to be the best in mm -hmm. the actual gaming title so in this instance large esports professional organizations that are looking for the top competitors this is a great opportunity for them to actually see and touch and feel those competitors um, and 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 ultimately start the recruiting process like mm -hmm. any other traditional organization so it was really awesome to see us do this actual immersion program alongside the NBA 2K the community and to see the NBA 2K league coaching staff from, you know, like you famous who uh, who's an individual who's a general manager and head coach for the uh, Miami Heat Check gaming mm -hmm. squad. And then seeing, um, you know, Lawrence West, who's the head coach and general manager of the Charlotte Hornets gaming team, you know, like to really see these individuals who are general managers and head coach fly out to the, you know, competition day to see the actual competitors compete on stage and to provide that experience to the students to where they can see that they're actually actually witnessing a combine, you know, mm. they're literally mm. witnessing a real combine experiences because these GM and coaches, they're looking about drafting these players when in the real draft come March, you know, so they're looking and scouting these players and seeing how they can compete on stage how they're able to compete and collaborate and communicate in person because you got to recognize if they draft any of these players into their hometown, they got to make sure that these individuals can one 
cooperate with each other, adjust with their existing team, uh, live together in a gaming house and practice, you know, hours and hours a day with their, with each other. So this is a great way for them to see and talk to them and see what they are in the rawest form before they even make it to the big lights of getting drafted into the NBA 2K League. And we're going to do this exact same thing with multiple other gaming mm-hmm. titles. In January, we're going to be doing this exact same process for Rocket League. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a great opportunity to incorporate esports uh, uh, professional organizations that focus on Rocket League and bring in those next competitors that are looking to be you know, recruited by these esports professional teams, while at the same time allowing students from these schools to be able to have just as much um, benefit, because not only does that GM or head coach is looking for the talent, they may say, oh, man, we need a graphic designer that can help us when it comes down to our esports professional organization. And they're coming here. They're seeing every. So everybody gets a benefit of attending this particular program and these events that lead into the actual program. And that's how we look at it when it comes down to creating that full pipeline system uh, within the esports and educational space. For sure, and that's that's uh, it's awesome to hear. I, I love hearing these kinds of stories where you're you're focusing in on not just the, the the programming, but also the educational part. But I know a lot of it right now is kind of still in, in showcase mode. You're kind of just showing off yeah. a lot of the facility, kind of giving tours and kind of helping uh, elevate the, the space into uh, something that can be used for, for future endeavors. And so I know you guys have a lot of plans coming up for for programming for for events. What does that yes. look like for you guys in the coming year? I know 2022 is really the, the big time you guys want to get started. Yes, for sure. Uh, By having an actual space, uh, it allows us to um, leverage our facility as a lecture hall. Mm -hmm. Uh, Right now, I've built out and I've helped build out along with some some awesome individuals in the actual space from uh, the from John Davison to David Chen uh, to so many other individuals in regards to the SMU's uh, esports management certificate program. And so seeing that we've been able to build that out and actually facilitate educating the actual students, we're in our second cohort of students right now. Um, we recognize that there's a there's a need and there's an interest amongst individuals to take these uh, programs. And so what we want to do here at Exposure is leverage our facility as a lecture hall and to provide individuals who are in the actual industry to come out to be able to have classes where individuals can pay to come and experience and learn in a much, much more efficient and, and, and fun learning environment uh, where they can learn how to host your own tournaments, how to leverage the appropriate social media uh, platforms to get the most uh, return on your investment from an organization to so many different other topics that we can discuss in a lecture hall form. So we're literally looking at this as a true esports educational uh, center uh, for our community and for individuals who want to fly in and travel from all across the world to get full immersive experience in regards to every element of esports and education. And so we have the opportunity as well to work with partners like COPE who work with actual parents within the community to talk mm-hmm. to them about health and psychology inside of the space for their particular gamer gamers who are their childs or their students. And so leveraging and our facility to allow entities like COPE to come in and do an event um, to where they can actually evangelize the actual parents of the esports and gaming communities to where they can learn. That's awesome for us to be able to do. And we can do create awesome events, even when it comes down to boot camping, when large esports organizations want to come to the actual space um, from all across the world, it's like your FaZe Clan 
Ravens, to your, you know, your Luminosities, to your Cloud Nines, if they want to come and actually experience an event at Esports Stadium in Arlington or Complexity, we have a space for them to actually boot camp. And especially for them, they can actively invite their actual fans in mm -hmm. the particular areas to come out and watch them boot camp. So it's like a small arena to where they can have uh, the best opportunity to compete boot camp while at the same time uh, sign autographs and you know just take pictures with their fans and you wouldn't really be able to do that anywhere else so that's what makes our facility very unique um it's very intimate it's a it provides a seating capacity of about 150 individuals and you get to watch in the best form individuals competing on live stages which is unreal uh but most importantly it's a great space for us to grow our company mm -hmm. if we're going to be able to say that we're a pipeline inside of this space we have to show it we have to live it and we have to walk it by coming into this facility you get the chance to see an actual esports organization in its rawest form you get to see us working you know i'm not just on this camera talking and on this podcast speaking we're actively working. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're working every day, you know? And so we want the community to be able to know, like, we're just like you. We're working uh, towards our dreams and towards uh, the impact of the community and the esports industry alike. And we need you to be able to see that. And I always tell individuals, there was one moment where, you know, I, I spent about three years working in Silica Silicon Valley, San Francisco, and I had the opportunity to um, experience one of my great friends. He, uh, he ended up um, getting hired by Facebook. Uh, and he was on the Facebook campus and he invited me. He was like, hey, you should just come and check, a, take a look at the Facebook campus. And I just had the opportunity to walk on campus. And I seen at the time uh, Mark Zuckerberg and his office was, you know, completely transparent with glass. Mm -hmm. And you can just walk right past his office and see him meeting with board members or, you know, organizations. And it was just unreal just to see like, wow, he's right there in the middle of the <laughs> campus and he's working just like everyone else. You know, so we wanted to incorporate that exact same model inside of our facility. Uh, so therefore, it, there's a sense of transparency. You can see us uh, working towards our dreams and trying to impact the actual esports industry in the best formation. Um, you typically see this in and in, 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 uh, buildings like WeWork. Mm -hmm. Like for us, we wanted to create our own WeWork inside of our own space, specifically for esports and education. And so when you walk into this facility, it's a Disneyland, you know, where you can have fun, but you can also be able to learn just as much. And that's truly important for us. Disneyland. That's emphasis on Disneyland because that, that's uh, I mean you walk in that little mini arena and the lights are going <laughs> the the stage lights are on it feels like a little hot a little sweaty you're like man am I about to compete right now it's it's, it's really it's a really really great kind of uh, practice if you will for somebody who's who's there for a boot camp or something to get that going and I know yes. you mentioned that the kind of work uh, work kind of culture you want to develop you know basing it off off WeWork off Facebook and I know a lot of that's been, you know focused on inside the building and everything like that but I know for you guys the focus is been kind of utilizing that building to its fullest ex extent right now like you mentioned yes. lecture halls uh boot camp stuff like that uh what is the plan for exposure moving forward? I mean, outside of that facility, I know you guys yeah. are planning a, a lot of things in the near future, you know, yes. away from the exposure facility. What does that look like for you guys in the next two, three years? Yeah. So we made a, an awesome partnership with a awesome group of individuals by the name of Lunch Life International. Um, shout out to Daryl and Doug. They have been 
um, extremely amazing in regards to bringing us in and, and helping us when it comes down to really authentic learning lessons in regards to educational. Currently right now, they have acquired and they have franchises in the educational space uh, from Pittman Learning to Engineering for Kids across UK, Canada, United States. And they have a wealth of knowledge when it comes down to franchisees and also educational platforms. And, you know, they were interested in the esports and gaming space and they were trying to find who they can partner up with within the actual space. And they just somehow came across us and reached out to us. And uh, it was pretty cool because Doug actually flew out here while we were building the facility. So wow. I got a chance to actively walk him around the vision of what it would tra- what's going to transpire. And he was just like, I absolutely am blown away. I love what you guys are doing. I love the elements of you guys are creating content that can be stored on a learning management system. And that's exactly what they do. They have you know training uh, for individuals who are wanting to learn coding and engineering and they create content and store it on their landed learning management systems. And so they were just like, you guys are perfect for us. And you happen to be in an industry that we're excited about and see an opportunity to get involved. So he was basically like, hey, if you want to partner with us, um, we will be that entity that's going to help you, you know, diversify your learning curriculum, help you build out your platforms and help you expand to different global uh, global countries. Um, uh, So therefore, you guys can impact more students when it comes down to esports and space. So just come on, be a part of our family and be the esports and gaming side of things. And we were just like, it was cool because they're family. Doug and Daryl is a family, mm. you know, there. Uh, and when you think about exposure, we're a family. You know, uh, my mother, Rose Johnson, is our CTO and co-founder, mm. you know. And so it's really cool to be able to see that 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 same dynamic where there's a sense of trust that's there. It's like, I know you family. I know you experience the same things that we experience. Um, and we're we're still together, you know, like in order to be, in, you know, in, or literally in order to be a family member, a part of a, a growing organization. It's a lot, you know, and you really have to be connected. You really have to really be connected and speak each other's language and know each other's, you know, uh, weaknesses and strengths. Um, and when you see another family member and an organization that's like that, that's really awesome to be able to see. And so we felt comfortable already off top. And, you know, when to, to know that they've already done this in so many different facets when it comes down to launching franchisees, we were just like, we want to do this just as much. I know, you know, it's a better option for us because one, I love to be in this space. I want to help. I'm a, I, grew, I had an entrepreneurship um, a degree, so I want to see other entrepreneurs succeed. And having a franchise just gives you the opportunity to give somebody else that opportunity to say, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I want to be in this space as well. And I want to be guided. And for me, I don't see myself just giving someone an exposure and just like walking away and saying, all right, you're done. I find that I'm going to be so involved in giving insight and guidance and educating the entrepreneurs that decide that they want to have an exposure franchisee. So it's like franchise location. So for me, it's not just about money. It's about impact and giving opportunity to other individuals. Um, and that's one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to go the franchising route. Um, now, it's not going to be an easy feat, but mm. with you know, lunch life and the fact that they've done it multiple times over. I mean, they have over 200 franchisees across the actual globe right now. So it's safe to say that they know what they're doing. Right. And so from our perspective, it's like, all right, it's great to be around individuals that have that expertise because it can help us learn and help us mitigate mistakes uh, that uh, we would have made otherwise. And so for us, it's literally about taking our actual 
program because what we've experienced is that our program is really dope for the schools that can come into our facility live but even for the students that are not and not had that does not have an exposure locations in a geographic location they're experiencing virtually and the experience is great but it's not as great as mm. touching and feeling it in a facility so being able to work with franchisees in different geographic locations allows us to impact students and give them that same experience as they would get if they were located if they were to witness this as Duncan location we want to give that same experience and we feel like it's very critical to open up our our family and our business model to that of other individuals who are just as passionate about uh entering into the esports and gaming space and you guys are making a huge impact uh with your location i i I mentioned before i don't think i've seen anybody uh go south dallas uh with with esports before so i i'm I'm just saying like i appreciate it i'm you know i'm out here in in uh, in the mansfield area so i know that's like a quick 30 minute drive for me to get up there as opposed to the hour it takes to get to Plano, Frisco, whatever. So I appreciate it all, uh, uh, as much as everybody else does in, in Duncanville and, and Cedar Hill ISD, and I'm sure uh, many more ISDs to come across North Texas, and who knows Texas as a whole. So uh, I wish you the yeah. best of luck, sir, because this is going to be a, a tall task. And I know you got more work ahead of you, and I know you got a Very busy day to just today. <laughs> so uh, Danny, I want to thank you for coming on the show, man, and I wish you the best of luck moving forward. Always, man. Thank you so much. Keep inspiring individuals out there, my man. Uh, it's really dope to be able to see your progression just as much. For sure, for sure. We'll, we'll keep an eye on your progression as well because, you know, I want to see another facility pop up uh, anywhere, everywhere, and I want to visit it, you know, on the road somewhere like, oh, an East Poja facility. Let me, let me hop on in real quick. Let me let me check it out. Let me verify for Danny real quick. Let's see how it's going on on, on this location. But I love it. Uh, the Danny, uh, at DMartinGG on Twitter, at yep. East Bossier, East Bossier, uh, GG. I'll link the yes. website, everything down in the podcast description. So, yeah. He is Danny Martin, CEO, co-founder of Exposure, and I'm Kevin Correa right here on the Esports Network Podcast. Whoa.